All right. Welcome to the podcast, Neil. Thank you, Stephen. Really excited to have you here. We're continuing this podcast series about autonomous vehicles and autonomous systems, uh, this being our second episode. And in this episode, we're here to talk about how ConnectDDS integrates with ROS2 among autonomous systems. I'd like to kick things off and ask a high-level question for our audience, and that is, what is ROS2 and how is it used? All right. Well, ROS2 is the second version of the original program called ROS, which is short for Robot Operating System. And it's not actually an operating system like a real-time operating system or Windows or Linux. It's more of an op- of a uh, robotics framework for creating robotics applications. Uh, it was originally conceived out of the uh, Stanford lab, and it's been around for about a decade. Uh, and has grown organically. Uh, it's re- really popular in universities and for researchers uh, as a classroom tool and for doing basic robotics research when before there was nothing. Uh, so ROS has become pretty much the default standard for uh, an open source robotics framework. Right. And I want to kind of bring in how ROS2 uh, ties in with DDS. How does ROS2 integrate with Connects DDS? Uh, that's a good question. So the original ROS2, it was designed with a, a certain set of use cases in mind, but as the frontier of robotics technology pushes ever outward, uh, ROS, the original ROS was coming up short for doing things like multi-robot swarms, uh, running in constrained environments, and running under real-time constraints. So rather than you know start from scratch and create a, a whole new middleware, the creators of ROS decided to make a new version of ROS called ROS2, and Instead of making a new middleware, they wanted to use an off-the-shelf version, so they had an extensive evaluation. Uh, from that, DDS was uh, identified as the clear winner because of its long history and its uh, strong support, and that it's uh, re- real-time performance and safety certifiable. What about ROS2 tools? I know that ROS2 comes with a wide variety of tools. How do these tools work with Connects DDS? Well, that's that's actually the really good news for both ROS2 users and for DDS users. Because ROS2 is built on top of DDS, it is, in fact, a DDS application. So DDS users now have access to the ROS2 ecosystem, and there's some really impressive tools in there. Uh, 3D visualizers, 3D simulation environments, graphic, you know, node graph viewing capabilities. On the flip side, for those who are using ROS2, the DDS e- ecosystem is also available. So the full suite of Connext Pro tools, uh, layered services like routing service, database integrations, web services, uh, and the diagnostic tools like admin console and monitor are available to ROS users. Because there's so many software engineers coming out of university with training in ROS, do you think this transforms the industry a bit? Does it have some sort of influence? I think it's had a huge influence. Uh, Think about having uh, a million plus software engineering graduates from university all trained on ROS. And they're entering fields like autonomous vehicles. And the transition to go from a robot that can navigate its way around the room to a car that can navigate its way through streets, uh, it may seem like a really straight line. Uh, the difference here is, though, a robot that goes around the room doesn't have a person riding inside. It isn't quite so safety critical, where a car has definite safety critical re- requirements and a need for certification. That's one of the places where basing on, on D- a Connext DDS makes a lot of sense, since they're certifiable versions of Connext. Can you talk a little bit about ROS2 and DDS, that integration in terms of safety certification? Yeah. So... 
it's very easy to stand up a autonomous vehicle using you know using ROS2 components. For safety certification, though, there are a lot of there's a lot of capabilities in ROS that you may not necessarily want to have in the safety certifiable part of your system. Uh, the main reason being, well, they're very convenient, they're great tools, but if it's not a directly required component for operation, then it just represents code that is additional that you need to test and certify. And every line of code has a price tag on it, so you really want to minimize it as much as possible. The neat thing is, though, because of the interoperability of DDS, you can create a core of certifiable components that is very minimal purely in DDS and keep the, the parts of the system that you've built on ROS2 in the system. Right. And it all interoperates. So, so you're saying that ROS2 is a DDS application. Does this mean that DDS users can access the ROS ecosystem? Yes, absolutely. It's uh, it's like we've you know our perspective is welcome to the neighborhood. Right. Uh, it's like all uh, DDS users now have these great visualization and simulation tools. Uh, in particular, Arviz is one that it's a part of the ROS2 or the ROS ecosystem and it gives this this nice 3D visualization capabilities for any kind of data you may want to throw at it. Well, I think this was a great topic. We talked a little bit about how ROS2 integrates with Connects DDS and for our listeners if they would like to get some more guidance on this topic, where would you suggest that they go on our website? Okay, so there we've got a lot of resources to bring on this one. For an example of an autonomous vehicle that does, or an autonomous vehicle system that interoperates with ROS2, you can look at our case and code for automotive example. That is a, a pure DDS application, but it interoperates with ROS2 in terms of it, you can use the RViz 3D visualizer with it. Uh, we've got a blog series on ROS2 DDS interoperability on the RTI blog. And uh, just a note about the uh, the case and code for automotive, it is downloadable as a binary, so you can just run it uh, directly and available as source code. And I'd encourage you, uh, listeners to download the 30-day evaluation trial. So before we take off, can you talk a little bit about how RTI services can benefit our customers? Yeah, with something as complex as an autonomous vehicle, uh, often it's help. It's, it can be very helpful to bring in uh, core expertise on certain sections. Uh, the RTI's services uh, department has had more experience than anyone in safety critical, large, distributed, real time systems. So I highly encourage anyone to contact us for help on these important parts of the system. Perfect. Well, Neil, I want to thank you again for coming on to the podcast and shedding some light on this topic. I know this was a, a topic that was in demand and people have inquired about it for some time. So thank you. Thanks again for having me. Bye.